Welcome back. You're in the Gold Room. Presented by Will Strickland and Parker Stone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a festive go 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 I'm skipped off. <laughs> wow. It, Do your part. You're in the gold room. Thank you. Um, You said festive, right? I said festive. I wonder if that means we'll hear from uh, an old friend. Oh. A, a podcast guest. No, he's busy right now. I, you don't think, you think he'll pop in? He might. We'll see. We'll see. I guess if we're good good boys, maybe he'll come come on by. Give us his thoughts on the uh, football. You better watch out. Yeah, for real. You better not cry. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Will Appsake Homeboy. I'm Parker the Appsake Home Enforcer. And we are back with another banger of an episode. That took us six tries to get right. The eight-year-old editor really went hard on that. Eight-year-old editor damn near turned nine in the amount of time it took to record this. But they're perpetually eight. It was it was just a false alarm. We're okay. Uh, we have a live studio audience here. Uh, podcast dog, do you want to say anything? Mm. Mm. Heavy words. We should all listen. Thank you. And a tone. Thank you for that. For these these statements, this wisdom. Honestly, you, in this holiday season too, like that's just so you know. You especially have to, right you now, need to hear that with this climate, right? Like political and physical. And guess, mental weather climate, not physical climate, and meta climate. Much I mean, to, what what is the, the thing about what is the climate in the metaverse like right now? Shoot, not good. Damn, podcast dog with another golden nugget of wisdom for the show. Uh, we've got a lot of great, exciting events that we can uh, look back on since our, our last episode. We had, of course, the dub over Auburn. Duh. Uh, we've got the curable dub. In the monsoon, uh, we had the uh, absolute smackdown by Troy, which we actually probably will just not talk about yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been yeah. so long at this point. Don't even matter. No. Don't even matter. No. And we've got at basketball, of course, uh, finishing non-conference play 9-3, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I didn't go back and look at it, but I'm willing to bet that's the best non-conference record of the Sunbelt era. So oh, for sure. Bet. For sure. That, that is an easy bet. That's an easy bet. Yeah. Even under Kearns, going 500 non-conference was like the ceiling. Yeah, I mean, that for, was pretty standard. Right. Um, but we had a great non-conference run um, against some really good competition. Kind of an interesting schedule, too. Um, we had, I believe, five home games, um, but not a lot of true away games. A lot of right. neutral sites. A lot sites. of neutral sites in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had the tournament down in Florida. We had the neutral site in uh, Greensboro, Greensboro against Gardner-Webb. Yep. Neutral site last night against Asheville and Hickory, which didn't go well. Um, and then we had the away game at Oregon State, which seems like a, a millennia ago. Northern Illinois. A lot of exciting stuff. So I'm happy with that. Right. And, you know, you go 9-3. and three, One of your losses is in overtime against Oregon State. Yeah. You take that. Um, Let me look up how Northern Illinois is doing right now. How are... See if we can cope on that. How are the Huskos of NIU... <laughs> Let me check the MAC basketball standings. Mm, this is important because when did they decide our 
matchup for the, sure. the later Mac challenge. Because I'm pretty sure that's uh, that game is like February 1st. Um, so I, I would imagine a few weeks ahead of time. At right? least because that's already going to be a home game for us no matter what, right? Right. So I feel like they got to decide soon so the, the other team can you know make travel yeah. arrangements. So right now we can't really cope about Northern Illinois. There are six and five. Uh, bottom half of the MAC. So that's, that's just an L. Yep. Really no way to chop that one up. Oregon State was a good overtime battle. Um, and last night against Asheville, that was sometimes you would just get your ass whooped, you know? Yep. And uh, yep. when you have a dude that drops 30 in the first half, there's only so many different rotations and looks you can throw at the team until it's like it's just a wash. Right. Um, it didn't end as bad as it was uh, during the game. I think it was a 13 point ending podcast talk. She's grumbling. I don't know if y'all can hear her. Baby girl, are you okay? Podcast dog. I can't believe she's not responding to that. <laughs> I also I also like how we're like hiding her name as if she's like Well, we don't want to dox her. Right. Like just saying her dog name like give her up her dog so- name. We'll give up her social security number. <laughs> but that's funny. If if either of us says it at any point during this episode, I'll bleep it out. I'll bleep it. Oh my god, dog podcast dog is on her feet. She's, She's on her feet. What are you going to do? Okay, we have spent about 30 seconds. Oh, she oh. readjusted. Oh, you're so cute. Yeah, so we lost to Asheville. <laughs> uh, it was like a 20 or 30 point game at one point. It ended 13 points. Um, the point of the, the game that I turned it off, which was like not too far into the second half, there is a point where Asheville, some dude had it kind of low uh, under, the, under the, the hoop. I think it was Miles Tate swooped in. Uh, stole the ball, fast break down the court, dished it to someone under the hoop, maybe Spillers, maybe CJ, missed layup. Asheville takes the ball, passes it down the court, uh, fast break, they make a layup. I said, I'm good. I'm turning <laughs> it off now. I'm okay. Uh, because if we have any chance of winning, it's because I stopped watching. And, right, uh, right. This happens in, in, in the darkness of, of history. Right. So uh, we'll chop that up to an L. It is what it is. Asheville, great program. Made the tournament last year. Nothing to to scoff at, right? Nothing to hang your head at. Well, and, you know, anytime you have a guy you're playing against, (laughs) make 10 threes. Yeah. Break a program record. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, when you're hot, you're hot. Yeah. When you're not, you're not, as they say. Uh, but overall, really, really excited about conference play startup for basketball. Our first game is against Monroe on December 30th. Monroe, I think right now is at the bottom of the pack for the Sun Belt. But hey, it's conference play, one and zero, baby. That's hey, all man. we're shooting for. They're going Monroe basketball is going to win it for Terry. Oh, they're going to win it man. for revenge for Terry. Yep, for people. Have the, have we even talked about that? Did that announcement happen? I I'm not sure we talked about that yet. Man, should we talk? Are we able to? We make it emotional. I I do feel emotional. Um, for those of you that aren't aware, the Sun Belt has lost its uh, its best coach. Uh, um, Kurt Signetti. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you might be thinking Signetti. No. Or maybe you think you know. What's the choice? Some some are all going to Summerall. Tulane. No, it nah. is Terry Bowden going to retirement? Question mark. I mean, probably. I hope. Yeah. Um, I I know they have a new coach hired at this point. But is there a least desirable job than Monroe football? <laughs> like, I'm thinking like Mac. 
Yeah, Eastern you know? Michigan. Eastern Michigan comes to mind. They're broke as hell. Kent State sucks. Or like uh, Kent State's facilities are terrible. Like if you like, I'm, I'm gonna look up Kent State. What about like a UMass? Yeah, UMass is bad because you're an independent. That's really bad. Like it's hard to recruit kids to go to right. an independent. You're kind you, of because your travel is gonna be terrible. And you're almost independent, like not by choice. No, even if you wanted to join something at this point, like who cares? Hold on, I'm I'm gonna turn the screen now. Um, for those of you, ladies and gentlemen, there's a visual component to this episode. This is Kent State Stadium. It don't look too bad. What's wrong with that? Uh, it's I, cozy. I, this looks like a high school, bro. This looks like the stadium we play the Bahamas Bowl at if it was smaller. Oh, let's talk about your bowl experience. The famous toastery bowl. The famous toastery bowl. bowl? Um, Go ahead, give the give the folks a, a quick background to get them up to speed. So, while you were there. Uh, longtime listeners of the show um, will will know that. Uh, every year this time, I I uh, go off. I work the Bahamas Bowl down in Nassau, and then I come back and I talk about how crazy my experience is. Normally, a lot of crazy stuff happens. This year, um, due to stadium renovation slash construction, um, I don't know how much of a tangent I want to get on this, but uh, the stadium in the Bahamas. Go ahead. Uh, it was originally built in like 2003, 2004 as part of a trade deal with the uh, Chinese government. Mm. Um, so it's, it, it was built not in a way that I think a Western fan would, a uh, woke fan would recognize as, you know, being for sports. Um, the, it is the least ADA friendly, uh, <laughs> building in the world. Every door, regardless of where you're going into, like you, you'd be going to a conference room or something. There's a ledge on all of them. <laughs> Just a like foot tall ledge that you have to step over. Like if you're going to the press conference, if you're going out to the field, there is a sizable ledge. Um, so I hope you're not in a wheelchair. Yeah. Hope you know thoughts out. The other thing about it is is it was built in a way that you could call cheap. Mm. It's like a twenty five thousand seat stadium um, that was built for thirty million dollars, which sounds like a lot of money but not a lot of money when you think about how expensive these stadium projects that everybody else is doing. Like right. for someone to put up a tower these days, it costs over a hundred million dollars. Yeah. So they built this entire stadium for $30,000 and the Bahamas is an Island near the ocean. There's salt in the air. Concrete doesn't like salt. Damn. Neither does metal. Should get over that. Um, so Basically, the stadium was not in in a good spot. Mm. So uh, China reached out and said, we'll do another trade deal with (laughs) y'all. We'll spend $30 million to renovate the stadium in exchange for, I don't know, sand or land or the Bahamar, which was the Bahamar was actually the... The Bahamar? Yes. The the resort down there, they do like golf terms. Got it. Okay. That was the trade deal for the stadium. Oh, got it. Okay. It's all coming together. Yeah. So it's not going to happen in the Bahamas this year, whatever. So they moved the game to Charlotte. Uh, well, first, give some. De- How did it come out that it was not happening in the Bahamas? Surely the, the Bahamian government contacted ESPN and notified them of this trade deal, right? No. Oh, no. Oh, tell us um, more. It came out in a newspaper article in the Bahamas. <laughs> uh, the Tribune, which is the oldest 
paper in the Bahamas. Respect. Uh, great, great, great journalists. Paper. I've yeah. met several of them. They're very lovely people. I love them. <laughs> um, yeah, they released an article saying that there's trade deal, whatever, $30 million. We're renovating the stadium because their goal is to host the Caribbean track tournament, whatever, in April. Okay. And the article says, like, it is unclear how this will affect the 2023 <laughs> uh, Bahamas Bowl. Well, it affected it quite a lot. <laughs> um, a, a friend of mine who works full-time for ESPN events went down there, and I saw some of the pictures he showed me. It it was insane what they have done to the... There was a picture he showed me of a jackhammer, <laughs> like, sticking out of a wall. <laughs> Like perpendicular, like the, the jackhammer is like at a ninety degree angle. Like a angle. Tom and Jerry bit. Yes, and there was no one using it. It was just like in the wall, unplugged. It was break time. So, um, yeah, I missed the Bahamas Bowl this year. Uh, we had the famous Toastry Bowl in Charlotte in- instead, and unfortunately, I really don't have a lot of fun stories to share because it was just good. It was just good. It was dang. It, it was a great game. No archery. No archery. No um, walking into team locker rooms accidentally. Nope. Okay. No dead mammals involved. <laughs> the uh, game was super exciting. Yeah. It, by the way, Old Dominion. I don't know what the hell y'all were doing. Yeah. I, well, and that's where like after the first quarter, I was like, oh my god! Like the first quarter took a long time to get through. Yeah. And ODU was up huge. I was like, this is gonna take forever. This is awful. That backup quarterback who came in for Western Kentucky's a baller throwing darts i'm i'm very interested to see what happens to him because he was in the portal before that game Ooh. then he had a 76 percent completion percentage threw over 380 yards five total was touchdowns like a 28 point comeback yeah 20 right. they, they were down 28 0 two block field goals yep shout out the homie mackie gallagher he was on the pa for that game i have never all of that i have never seen a field goal blocked like a, such a short field goal blocked yeah it was like oh, and short ones are tough. Yeah, right, but They're it was tough. like how, chip how in the world, like, yeah, how did they break through on this one? <laughs> and you said there were two mascots that were Toast, and they were both named Toast, Mister Toast, Mister Toast, Mister Toast. Got it. I did see them on TV. I thought they'd be like you know full body faces printed on. No, they were just like Toast suits, dudes. but they were just dudes with They're, sunglasses. Yeah, there was like a face cut out. I appreciate that. I think that's one fun. of them was substantially taller than the other. Uh, um, one was like, God, it had to have been like six, five, six, six. And the other one was like my height. Okay. So it was kind of funny. <laughs> um, big red was there. Oh yeah. Got a photo with big red after the win there on the field, the toast being thrown in the air after they won. Was yes. Crazy. Dunking the toast on the, the coach is, is great. Great yeah. detail. So I love that bowls are leading into that. If they have a gimmick of something they can pour on the, uh, the coach like French fries, pop tarts. Something like that. So Coffee. tell me, Ch- Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl is coming up. Mm. Why don't they dump a peach, peach. milkshake? Peach, a Chick-fil-A oh, peach milkshake? milkshake? Oh, I don't know if you get that out of the turf. That would stink up the joint. <laughs> they should dunk Chick-fil-A sauce on them. Ew. Yeah, or honey mustard. Ew. Or all the sauces t- together. <laughs> Mix every... Yeah. Good segue into the Cure Bowl. Mm. App State versus who the hell we play? Miami, Miami of Ohio, MAC champions, eleven and two. Miami University. Um, App State remains undefeated in the FBS era against the MAC. I, I do want to shout out. Perhaps ever, maybe all at time. the Cure Bowl. I saw a sign uh, 
that I guess Miami fans brought with them to the Cure Bowl, that uh, when Miami University was f- founded, Florida was still controlled by Spain. Damn. That's how old Miami University is. Damn. And they still got the ass whooped. That game was uh, a unique experience to watch. I'm sure everyone listening watched it, but if you did it, it was just a complete monsoon, right? So they played at the at UCF Stadium in Orlando. Orlando. Which has real grass, which is cool. Um, but there was like Disney. puddles on the ground. The paint, if you dove, you came up with like the logo all over your jersey. It by, was disgusting. By, look, there were some players that would die for a ball and they get up and they looked like in, in the Predator when you had to cover yourself in mud to hide. Right, like just totally right. coated. That's where I I really hope that, that that field paint is like safe to ingest and is like oh, non-toxic. Oh, people definitely swallowed it accidentally. Absolutely. Yeah. There should be some type of, maybe like Joey's jersey, that should be preserved. Right. You in want the state it was, MVP. don't wash it. Right. The funny thing too, Miami is wearing white. As the game went on, you could tell who has been playing and who just came in for a series. Because you'd have like a brown jersey with Miami logo Uh, against a pure white jersey. Amos, their running back, was yes, his was like cream colored. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. Yeah, and for some, I thought this was weird. Uh, I mean, I figured being in Orlando, you know, they'd be used to having rain, so they'd have their broadcast situation figured out to cover that, but. Basically, all the cameras had water on them. There were like uh, crowd microphones that you just heard the thumping of raindrops hitting. It just seemed weird that there this wasn't accounted for right. in advance. Right. Like it was like, oh no, rain, no. Well, and I guess <laughs> like with how hard it's raining, there's only so much you can do to stop that. I mean, if I guess, UCF yeah. doesn't have covers for their camera mount points, like right. But they we, should though. UCF. I mean, you're they, probably getting rain all the time. They. They should, but they don't. Yeah, I guess mean. so. There is one field goal where they, they cut to the camera that's like looking straight at the upright. And there were like three Michael Hughes's on the field, like <laughs> like in the uh, the condensation of the camera. The best was the uh, anytime the ball was kicked off because it, when it was oh, zoomed out, yeah. you could see all the droplets on the yeah. lens and everything. And then as it zoomed in, it got better and better and yeah. better. I think there were 12 fumbles total um i don't remember what the amount of takeovers broke out to a lot of the fumbles were recovered by whoever fumbled it because even if it came out it didn't necessarily go very far because it just got stuck in in mud um shout out isaiah helms he had there was like a couple series where he was having trouble getting the ball off the ground on his snaps um i think one did lead to a turnover but he made whatever adjustment i don't know if he got gecko gloves on or he put you know pine tar on his hands or something whatever it was he figured it out, and, yeah. and, he, and he stopped that from happening again. Yeah, and that's actually interesting because that's one of the times where you know the whole debate now is everybody should play on natural grass. That is one time you don't want to play on natural grass. Yeah. And with that amount of rain, it like the ground doesn't. It's just like puddles. Yeah. It's everything's like a sponge. Like. Right. I'm and, surprised that like if a punt hit the ground too hard, if, if it would just like stay. Yeah. It would just kind of <laughs> like land. And this makes me uh, – I'm very interested to, to see our offense next year because App State, for as long as people have been alive, has been kind of a run-first mm-hmm. offense. But especially towards the end of the season and in the Cure Bowl, I mean, we're damn near an air raid offense. That See, I I am all for the offensive evolution here. Yeah. Clark needs to go – I'm kind of like when Jerry went to go learn the spread. Mm-hmm. 
Clark needs to go learn the air raid or something like yeah. that. Like he needs to go do what like go intern with like the Miami Dolphins. Do a do a retreat in the mountains. Right. Like do some psychedelics, pop some mushrooms. And, and, and just re- watch see film. the vision of just <laughs> the stars. Watch the air raid play out in the constellations. I want it to like hit Sean Clark's head in a moment of epiphany. And <gasps> <just> <gasps> he starts crying out of passion. Those are bombs over Baghdad. <laughs> but it's cool just having, now that we haven't had quarterbacks that could pass before, but we have had a quarterback that can pass like Joey. Joey, no. Joey Balls no. is capable of an air raid offense, and we have receivers yes. that are capable of it. It's pretty insane that we won that cure bowl where Miami had a running back that put up big numbers, ridiculous ran all numbers for a great part of the game. Right. But we won that off passing. Right. We were a passive offense. And then like Miami, and a Miami might have had sixty passing yards the whole game. Yeah, it was very impressive that we were still able to move the ball in the air the way we did in those conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as they say, we're from Boone. We love, we love these conditions, right? Rain. We love rain. Ah. <laughs> ah. I also think it'd be kind of miserable to have been in that game like i i'm thinking even if i had traveled there once i saw the weather personally i would stay at the hotel i, I would have gone to a bar or something fair weather fine not only is it pouring you gotta wear a poncho but it was also like 66 so you're sweating in your poncho not not a real app state fan that's fine i'll be a fake fan nice and dry and cozy a little christmas sweater on chilling at buffalo wild wings <laughs> With all my other fake app fans coming through. Uh, big, big game. Michael Hughes, great performance. Uh, Joey Balls, uh, a very worthy MVP. I did think it was funny, too, that at the end of the game, they still dumped uh, the water on Clark. Yeah. Like, so it's kind of like, I guess it doesn't matter at this point. Maybe they heated the water up so it felt good. Oh, maybe. A little, little reward. Right. Yeah. Right. And then they showed the uh, like the uh, the post-game celebration or the interviews. They did it in the locker room because the field was so dirty. And I just can't imagine what the smell in that locker room oh, would have been. A bunch of football players oh. sweating, wet, mud. If you're the equipment tears. team, how do you even transport the jerseys afterwards? Because yeah. everything's soaking wet. Yeah. The laundry bags are like quadruple the weight. Right. <laughs> and also now wet. Yeah. <laughs> like, I imagine that's not very easy to then put on a plane. Yeah. No, you got you to gotta call on like the... The Air Force get one of those big old cargo, <laughs> cargo. planes. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunate son starts playing as the Miami jerseys are transported back to the laundromat. <laughs> so big props to Coach Clark, uh, finishing the year super strong. Yep. Lost the championship, that sucks. But winning, winning the bowl game is big. Yep, five game win streak uh, to finish the year, including the win over a rival Georgia Southern. This year was a success. This is exactly yep. what we needed. Yep. To have faith in our captain for, for next year. Um, so very excited going into 2024. I feel like Coach Clark, uh, Ponce, I feel like the coaching staff is clicking. We have our quarterback back. Caden Robinson pretty much confirmed he's coming back next year, which yep. is great to see. So we have a lot of essential pieces that are returning. So it's nice. This will be kind of the first time in a while where you have quite a bit of stability, especially on the offensive side, um, where we can just continue what we were doing and then some. So, shout out Coach Clark. Uh, shout out Joey Balls. Shout out Joey Balls. Of course, the Duh. biggest, the biggest shout out, the biggest ball, Joey, the biggest balls goes to Joey Balls. Of course. Um, and yeah, just overall, really pleased with the year. I think it's a great bounce back, going from essentially six and six with two FCS wins to 
nine and five. What do you mean essentially? That what that was the record. Yeah, but FCS wins mentally. I count them as like half wins, so like point five. Okay, so well then why didn't five? Then... It's like six and six, or five or six. We were seven. Yeah, no, we were six and five or seven and five. What the hell? Are you okay? Running through the algorithms, <laughs> podcast dog. Help me out here. All right, thank you. <laughs> she said. <laughs> our overall record was six and six. Oh damn! Oh, so then no, each FCS win counts as a whole. Yeah, for sure. Unless you're trying to say we were five yeah. and seven. Hey, eight-year-old editor, cut that shit out. <laughs> Use some AI to change what I said. Starting now, FCS wins count as two wins. Dang! So we finished eight and six. Hell yeah! We played extra games voluntarily. <laughs> Um, I still have this tab open. I, I just I can't believe that Kent State Stadium is named Dick Stadium. D I X D I X Stadium. Yeah, they gotta marry into a new name. Yeah. Dorothea Dix with the sponsorship. Damn, their women's soccer team plays there too. Imagine playing women's soccer in a, in a football, football stadium? stadium. Damn. That's Damn, they're broke. so broke they can't have a soccer field? Fuck. Yo, shout out to uh Sunbelt Foes, Georgia Southern, and JMU showing up on the Mid-season national dodgeball rankings. Mm-hmm. Showing out for the Sun Belt. Love but where is the App State dodgeball team? Yeah, where is where where are the ball dodgers, the Mountaineer ball dodgers? You know, <laughs> where where are our boys in ball? The great thing with club sports like that, when you look at the rankings, you see schools on there you have never ever heard of. Right. I remember seeing it was like Saginaw Valley. I feel like like that's like thirty percent of their student body must be on the dodgeball team, and they're they're going crazy. Ohio State's number one, which is kind of boring for a club sports situation. Yeah, like oh oh Big Ten. Oh. Yeah, where's Colorado School of Mines? Like, where's Winthrop? You know, yeah. Throw. Uh, what's the cow uh, that has Zot? The who? The cow, the California school that has Zot as their mascot. What the anteater? Yeah, that's uh oh oh. Irvine. Yes, you see Irvine. Irvine. The Irvine Anteaters. Yeah, where are the Anteaters? Where are the... That's a good question. We're all asking this. Where Where are my dodging Anteaters? <laughs> <laughs> if you deflect a ball with your tongue, it doesn't count. <laughs> it's a safe no, deflection. No, they catch it with it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, we need to check in on their program. Maybe they're on in a rebuild. You see Irvine. Maybe they're in a rebuild here right now. I asked Parker this question ball. earlier. Uh, listeners, I want to know your thoughts. Is it legal to give NIL money to club sport players? Can you pay your dodgeball players and comeback shack endorsements? Or do you have to play a serious thing? Uh, let's see here. First link, Parker Googled UC Irvine dodgeball team. First link here from, it looks like the Irvine.edu looks official. Uh, UCI dodgeball, balls on balls on balls, Irvine. All right, we're loading this up. Oh my goodness. Oh my, this is Dodgeball, not- there's... There, there might be over 2,000 people in this photo. And they have a banner that says, hit me with your best zot. And it has a little anteater standing up on his back I legs. am so glad this is the school that I thought of. This is unbelievable. I'm- wow. Keep scrolling, buddy. Do we have any stats here? 4,488 anteaters dueled hard and true on the fields, enough to win the title of largest dodgeball game ever played. What? Damn. The anteaters, are, turns out, are dominant. Not but five months later, Canadian students from the University of Alberta toppled our dodgeball reign again. Yes, those damn Canadians. What? It's, it says that? Yes, those damn Canadians. 
Fast forward seven months, add in roughly 6,000 ready and willing ant eaters, a dash of bloodlust, and you may have what, what has definitely become the most feared army in all of history. Canada, we are coming after you. As four o'clock approached, the two teams gathered into center field with the MC on the main stage rallying the chant we set off for battle with introductory and welcoming words from Vice Chancellor Parham. The troops readied. The atmosphere charged up. The balls lined up. The referees bucked up and the crowd riled up. War, in the most ballsy sense, was about to begin. Holy shit. This is unbelievable. How close is Irvine to Canada? Are they marching to the border? <laughs> this is actually how that uh, trucker rally a couple years ago. Oh, this is how that started. Damn. Friendly competition. Wait. But in the end, the game was a collective and proud win for UCI. With 2,000 students more than they expected to turn out, we Anders demolished the previous record. Parentheses. Take that, Canadians. Keep your universal health care. Okay. Maybe, maybe a little bit cap here now. Whoa. And I am pleased to say that we did, that in fact, did hit it with our best zot. We hit it so hard, we got a trophy for it. Seems like there's some more to dig into here. Some more lore. That apparently there's big beef between the Anteaters and the Canadians. And the country of Canada. In collegiate dodgeball. I'm just still, this picture's crazy. Who would have thought? Like, there are... Send me that picture. I'll tweet that in the gold room right now. I'll say, preview of the next episode. Okay. And I'll... I'll post that. That's so. And once you listen to this, go ahead and go back to that tweet and reply, "No way." And then I'll know you listened. Anything else to talk about? I just sent it to your work email. My work email. That was the first email that popped up when I said typed in Will. Oh goodness gracious! Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, all I I feel like just reading into this classic. I mean, there's probably history textbooks on the UC Irvine. Sounds like it. Canada. War of 1812. <laughs> um, it's fought on the dodgeball fields against right. Zot. Z-O-T. That ain't eater. Um, uh, side note, I'm very excited to play JMU in basketball. I hope they're undefeated. I hope they're ranked like number one when we play them. Yep. So we can smoke their ass, get our probably probably our first ranked win ever. Definitely Sunbelt era. Um, And then knock them out. I think that'd be great. Uh, I'm, I'm confirming. And that'd be great. When the fuck else would we be in a ranked team? 1972. Ah, good year. Podcast dog, do you have anything to offer before we wrap up here? She is snoozing right now. She's snoring, actually. Yeah, she is kind of sleepy. She, she looking cute, though. A little Christmas sweater on? I don't want to give too many identifiable details here. I don't want to dox her, right? But she does have a Christmas sweater on. That's, that's she, the extent she does. of what I will she does. disclose. Um, it's glorious parker before we wrap up do you have any christmas wishes for our our uh, our, our loyal gold heads um i wish everybody prosperity mm. um peace mm. uh, love and life this coming year wow um unless you live in Uh-oh. harrisonburg harrisonburg yeah yep, yep. statesboro mm-hmm. the entire city of atlanta mm. Mm. um no, I like I like Troy. Oh. I like Troy. Um, their fan, Troy. their fans are cool. I feel I, I like I enjoy playing Troy. Mm, I enjoy playing Troy. It's a, it's a we respectful. We didn't even touch on the fucking. Oh golly, how did we not even touch about the even bigger loss? We lost the best Dog. football coach in the Sun Belt. We have also lost the best basketball coach in the Sun Belt. Coastal Carolina has parted ways. Mid season. 
with the ostrich farmer. It's my ostrich impression. Yeah, he done as hell. Um, Goddamn, ninety eight years old. They had a bad start to the season, but it's yeah. still crazy that like they did a press conference in the library yeah. to announce. He was and their football down. team posted a picture that looked like a Hooters game day schedule from two thousand five. <laughs> it did look like. 2002 level I feel like they should have had jeans on in the water right there should have been a very light filter on top of and your boy yours truly App State Comboy went a little viral because my tweet was used on r slash CFB to get the word out I should have goddamn I should have had Twitter blue I would have I'm blue I would have made all that money back eight whole dollars back um yeah, if you if you haven't seen the uh, tweet we're talking about, go to my profile it, the screenshot. You, you, there's easy ways to find it. Just look it up. Coastal, they're in Hawaii for the Hawaii Bowl, and they posted a picture of Coach Tim Beck, who has an Audi belly button, with Chauncey, and to their left and right are the the what's their the girl the dancers the dancers the, the, sh- the Chanticleer girls I think I think the Chanticleer girls I didn't, I thought it was like a pun, but it's them in bikinis right, and it's just one of those things where like it's not bad. But maybe the school account shouldn't be posting it, you know? Right. Like it it There should have been right. filters where someone in the room would And say, his hey. his hand should not have been that low on yeah. the dancer's back. Like if it was like an over the shoulder, but his hand was on the the crest yeah. of the button. And he has an Audi belly button. And he has an Audi belly button. Like if it was just the Chanticleer girls and Chauncey, A okay. A hundred percent. If not it was the Chanticleer girls and bikinis and Chauncey, no, no problem. Nothing at all wrong with that. Right. But I, I think whether you think it's too sensitive or whatever, the fact is, it's weird. It, it just, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like... Someone, at some point it in the chain of command should have said, let's hang on to this. And that's what, like, I, yeah, I don't think it's, like, up to the level of, like, this is egregiously wrong no, and no. malicious. It's just dumb. It's just weird. It yeah. just kind of makes you feel gross. Yeah. Like, you know he was like, <laughs> yeah, the dance He did team. post a statement. He claims that, and whether it was actually his or not, but you know he took accountability. He said, Coach Tim Beck, he said it was my idea. So I don't know if that means my idea to post it or my idea to take the picture. Because um, those are two different scenarios right there. Um, but that was a funny couple, you know, 48 hours. I did, uh, ultimate, I have muted notifications on that tweet. Um, too many dudes with MAGA in their profile names. Yeah, I found that. Saying, uh... You're a beta male. What's wrong with this? Everyone's so sensitive. The one guy... Once once I knew I had to, to mute it, it was that dude... It was at Uncharted Father who quoted it or something. And his bio was something like, Entrepreneur, father, Christ follower, trying to figure out the balance between business, fitness, and life. And I said... I can't do this. And he had 13,000 followers. He, he was sick in the dogs you, on me. You know that guy also has like unbelievable amounts of debt too, right? <laughs> <laughs> like those are the type of guys that are like trying to give you financial advice and then you'll find out that they've got like 40 grand owed on a failed business. <laughs> He's got 3,000 on a credit card that has like a 36% interest rate. Right. Like he tried to... <laughs> He tried to open a bunch of bowling alleys once with no idea what he was doing, and, and now he's here. At Uncharted Father. Come which on is, the podcast, buddy. Which is why he's buddy. an Uncharted Father now. It's because of his bad I was shocked. To, now, hold on. I don't know if his bio said husband. It didn't. It's because he was talking about modern dating in it. Oh, that's... Yes. It was like trying is, to, to find my way through modern dating. That is very on-brand. 
Yes. The divorced dad energy. And he divorced entrepreneur, and he is divorced because he's an entrepreneur. Damn. Yeah, we got to get him on, huh? <laughs> we do. You got to ask this guy for an interview. Damn. Speaking of interview, um, I don't know if he's going to come by. We may not have time. I was hoping that our old guest from about a year ago now would come by. And right now? Say a few words. Well, I just, you know, if he had time. I know he's busy right now getting ready for, you know, Christmas and everything. What was that? I think it was the door. Let me. Oh. Podcast dog. Who is that? Oh! <gasps> Santa? Just when you needed me, I'm here. Oh my goodness. Santa Claus, welcome to the show. Oh! Thank you. Thank you for coming. It's good to see you. Yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts, uh, any words for our gold heads? I know what I want for Christmas. Oh, Does Santa oh. get things for Christmas? Only if he's been a good boy. No, Santa, you dog. Oh. You're crazy. This year for Christmas, I want Georgia Southern men's basketball <laughs> to not win a game until after March Fourth. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Is that your one wish, Santa? That would mean they went a full year of losing. Perfectly oh, defeated? Ho, ho, ho. Has that ever been done, Mr. Claus? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, golly, I'll sure tell the, the masses and make sure we do everything we can. Thanks for letting us know, Santa Claus. Of course! They're terrible! Now, you don't have to tell me, but am I getting anything for Christmas, Santa? Santa? Uh-oh. Dang, he kind of just disappeared. That was crazy. Wow. He just, like, faded out of existence. Fucking asshole. Turn the fucking sh- Turn that shit off! Fuck you, Santa! Turn the fucking microphone off. I'm out. Turn that shit off! 